0: Hi, this is Amita Switlow from QSO VSO West, and I'm in Burnaby, British Columbia, and I have just had the most delicious Thai food. I'm grabbing my cheeks because it was so good, and a wonderful blackberry pie um, cooked by Akaporn, and I'm sitting at the home of Ken and Akaporn Cooper, who, um, Ken, you were in Thailand. What year were you there?
1: I uh, went over in nineteen seventy one, mm-hmm. and came back seventy six.
0: Five years.
1: Five years, yeah.
0: Unusually long assignment.
1: Well, it took me a while to get married.
0: So. <laughs> oh, how, and what did? You, where did you go to university?
1: In uh, Alberta, at the University of Edmonton, or I University of Alberta in Edmonton.
0: University of Alberta in Edmonton. Yeah. And what did you study there?
1: Uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. And that's what I was teaching in Thailand.
0: And where did you teach?
1: At um, King King Mongkut Institute of Technology.
0: Now, did you have some other QSO, via QSO volunteers there?
1: Yes. Uh, well, initially,
2: I think it was just,
1: just myself. But then, what, uh, a year or so later, Nolan Bowker came out. And um, I think that was it for QSO. Okay. That came all good.
0: Yeah. I just recently met your friend Nolan, who put me in mm-hmm. touch with you, and we're encouraging all our, our returned volunteers to help us find others. So you're part of this web of of people. So you w- you were in Thailand and you got married to each other. I've just been looking at your wedding photographs. Beautiful. Thank you.
2: And you had, you have two girls. Yes. What are their names? The first one, Athena. Athena. We call her Tina.
0: Tina. And Angela. And Angela, you are sitting right here with us Hello. with your fi- fiancé. What's your name? David. Hi, David. So this, you know, this CUSO family gets a bit bigger in this story, so we'll include you guys. You both have just are just finishing your master's degrees at SFU? hmm in, in linguistics. Linguistics. And now tell me, did you ever know that your dad went on a CUSO assignment?
2: Um. Yes, growing up in this house, we've heard our fair share of Cuso stories and shenanigans and
0: yes. things. Well, mostly about sort of my parents' sort of courtship, um, but that of course stemmed out of his being in uh, as a
2: Cuso volunteer in Thailand, so yes.
0: So this is my first interview with the family of uh, of a volunteer that went overseas, got married and came back much richer than he was before.
1: Oh yes, much.
0: So tell me about that richness that you brought back to Canada with you.
1: Well, um, for one thing, Noi brought her Thai culture. Yes. And uh, over the years, we've she ran a a Thai dance troupe Ah. of about ten to twelve.
0: Eleven years. Eleven
1: years. Yeah. And uh, Angela was the the lead dancer, and in later years the instructor. We put on a number of one Moment. to two hour performances. Three times. Three times, yeah. As well as a lot of uh, smaller performances as well. The events at yeah. Buddhist
2: Temple and for the King's birthday. King's Day. birthday, yeah.
1: King's, King's birthday, birthday, pretty well every year. Every year, every
0: year yes. wonderful. So, um, so you so you bring back this beautiful woman. You have two fantastic children. How did that change your life? This this experience of of going overseas. Did it change you as a person?
1: Oh yeah. In any way, yeah. tell me
0: about that. Because you know that's what people always ask about: is that you send these volunteers away, they come back different. What does that feel like being different?
1: Well, I mean, part of it is. I mean, I came from Alberta, which yes. is probably about as. Uh, introspective as you can get in Canada.
0: Oh dear! For all you Albertans are RVS. <laughs> there, he didn't really mean <laughs> that. So. Uh,
1: in, Inward-looking. Yes. Um, and you go to a place, you go to like Thailand, and you become much more aware of a of the larger world.
0: Yes. Oh, we're getting moved around here. Okay. <laughs> so you can have to so, so you so you go there. You're Albertan, kind of introspective.
1: Yeah.
2: You should put it in context. This is not Alberta necessarily now. To this today. is Alberta 1965, 1970. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Red Deer. More introspective.
0: Yeah, thank back you, then. Red Why Deer, not? Alberta. That really helps.
2: Small
1: town. <laughs> I mean. My my father's answer to the oh, uh, the Quebec us, Quebec, Quebec problem, problem was to nuke it.
0: <laughs> this is going on <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> rural nineteen <70s> seventy, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and he goes overseas. He changes and, but on on the assignment, there's something you said early in our conversation that tells me, that uh, you said, you know, something about us going overseas and we're we supposedly going there to oh, change yeah. the lives of people. So tell me that again, because well, I think that's so critical.
1: I think uh, a lot of CUSO volunteers went overseas with the idea that they were going to change the world and improve the lot of the the poorer people in the developing countries. And generally those people ended up being very frustrated because it's not that easy as a somebody was straight out of university to go over to another country and start changing that country. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that myself and some other volunteers who went over there with the idea of just enriching themselves
0: mm-hmm.
1: culturally and in whatever way, uh, ended up being a lot happier because essentially what was happening was that the Thai culture was being imprinted on us and, and we came back better people than we went over. So it was okay. Thailand's aid program to Canada. <laughs>
0: All right, I love that Thailand's aid program to Canada is you. <laughs> um, I was, uh, but when you go when you go overseas, and we still have volunteers, as you know, going overseas now, and I, I have to tell you that um, when we look back, it's about fifteen thousand volunteers we've sent in in the last fifty years, and close to uh, thirty-five million hours of service. Actually, more than that. So when you look at it, it's for one hour for every Canadian. And when you think about it, people, we're still doing that. And uh, you know, we're sharing what I call skills. So you went there to sh- share some skills, what were those skills you were sharing?
1: Well, I was trained as a mechanical engineer, yes. and uh, when I went over there I was given the task of teaching a machine design course. Okay. Um, much, in fact, it was the same textbook that I studied in in my fourth year of, of engineering. But uh, King Monkut was a bit different than a traditional university. Um, like, I went four years, essentially all academic training. But King Monkut was set up initially as a, a technician training, three-year program. Mm-hmm. And then they added on a two-year academic program so that in their fourth year, they did the same thing that I did in, in machine design, which was to design a machine, but the difference was that in their fifth year, they built it. Hmm. So that separated the sheep from the goats, when That's you it. have to actually build this machine that you've designed. And so uh, I think it was a very um, a very good program for the country, because in, in North America or Europe, uh, a young guy graduates as an engineer. He goes out to a big company, the other engineers and the staff will take him under their wing and kind of show him around and show him what's what. Okay. But in a develop, developing country, quite often the graduate engineer goes out and he's it.
0: He's the man. There are
1: no other engineers. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't have a good practical grounding, he's dead in the water.
0: Ah, so hence making the machine.
1: Yeah. you. You, I mean, they, they started out, they would go through the first three years of their program as technician training, So they'd be learning how to use a lathe and all the other machines. And then they'd take a couple of, the the best of those would take a couple of years of technical training and uh, academic training. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so anyway, when they went out, Mm -hmm. they would have a good solid grounding.
0: Did you know how to use all those machines? No. All right. So you had, you were mainly the academic.
1: I was mainly the academic, yeah.
0: Okay. Did you ever build anything there?
1: There? Uh, well, so, yeah, I built a solar collector.
0: Did you really?
1: <laughs> it almost broke up our marriage.
0: Okay. <laughs> he, because the beginnings of solar power.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, actually, uh, one of the things I had to do, because I was teaching about 70 students in this machine design course in, in several st- classes, mm-hmm. and um, as I say, they're, in their fourth year, they had to come up with a project to design. And, of course, most of them had no idea what, what they wanted to do So every year I would have, and they usually break up into groups of three or four students. So every year I'd have to come up with 20 or 25 ideas for them to build. So this being the early 70s and renewable energy was in the news, uh, they ended up building a lot of windmills, uh, solar collectors, and uh, all this stuff. And it actually developed into uh, a program of studies at the university after I left, because my one of my bosses was keen on this as well. Oh. And so they ended up uh, bringing in a whole, almost a department in which they uh, looked at renewable energy and, and that sort of thing.
0: Well, and here we are in 2010, and we're still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, well. Now, fashionable then, it went away, and now it's coming back.
1: It's, scum, it's coming fashionable back. It's fashionable like
0: I just uh, was watching a, a documentary on Earth Days um, yesterday, and Jimmy Carter putting up solar panels on the White House and the next administration taking them down. Yes. But you have a history, something to do with solar, at least the name of the well, company the, the you the created. The company uh,
1: that I joined up with yes. s- soon after we came back was Solar Applications and Research. Okay, SAR. SAR. S-A-R. okay. Yeah.
0: Sars SAR, okay.
1: And uh, after, when it became unfashionable, uh, we renamed it SAR Engineering.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: which is what it is now.
0: And what does that company do?
1: I'm, well, I'm the only one left in it, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a consultant mainly to government. Uh, okay. do a lot of computer simulations on energy conservation. And oh. Uh a little bit renewables, not a lot. Most of it's conservation. Oh wow. Uh, at mostly at the residential level.
0: Uh, so when you came back from Thailand, was the transition when you came back with a wonderful wife was that transition quite was it easy or
1: oh, it complex? Was, it was worse than going over.
0: It was, huh?
1: Um because when we went over CUSO provided us with lots of training. They, the idea was that they knew that when we went to this totally different culture, there was going to be culture shock. Um, they didn't realize, though, that when we came back, the culture shock would be much worse than when we went over. And so they gave us all kinds of training when we went over, uh, both in, in language as well as culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, But when we came back, they just sort of dumped us in North America and,
0: um. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that things have changed <laughs> that we do have a, a course called Preparing for Change here, uh-huh. and then they go and then you go out to the country and you get that training, then you go there and when you come back, you have some more uh, training of getting re-reestablished in yeah. Canada yeah. and so and some of our public engagement offices help people yeah. to get jobs and things like that because that must have been hard
1: yes uh, well, and of course. To be fair, part of the part of the problem was, I went over in the early 70s, which was the big oil crisis and, and all There's this sort a recession of thing. So, then. Yeah. North America changed yeah. while I was away.
0: Oh, okay. That's a good quote. <laughs> it
2: was
1: a it was a different North America when we came back.
2: And you went too long, five years.
1: Yeah, and when I tried to find engineering jobs. Uh, at least one occasion, the guy told me that this five years in Thailand was a total waste of time. Yeah, that's right. From an engineering point of view, because, huh. because I wasn't practicing engineering; I was yes. just teaching.
0: But you've brought so much, I think, with your, with your, w- with Noé and your family, so much back to Ca- more back to Canada. Oh yeah. Part of this wonderful yeah. multicultural, diverse, cult, uh, community now, a pluralistic community, and here we are practicing it today and uh in this wonderful house in in Burnaby yep. and uh, uh really w- again no thanks for the- wo- I'm calling you by your nickname uh <laughs> for your delicious delicious meal well, how did you feel having um married this guy <laughs> coming to Canada, was that a
2: lot a big was there a lot to adapt to well mm, yeah at beginning yes. Especially, I have a uh, daughter right away, and it's quite hard. Yes, without a job and so on, I have to. Uh, I mean, he can't find a job, so I just get the newspaper, look it up, babysit. They've so I babysit for about almost eight months, no. just before I deliver. Yeah, basically.
0: Wow, to just get food on the table. That's right. And you too, like your husband, are, are an entrepreneur, and uh, you 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 learnt incredible skill in bookkeeping, correct? Yes. And you still do that today? I still do that today, yes. But when you were in Thailand, you were or
2: you were in university too, yes, weren't you? Yes, I'm uh, major English. Okay. Minor linguistic. and you know, spent five year with my first daughter. I of, uh, I can't oh. teach. <laughs> Local people? Yeah,
0: it's hard to teach English. Uh, yeah, as hard a to teach English. Yeah. In so Canada. I said,
2: so. well, must be some way that I can get a job, something like that. And why I came doing income tax? And that gave me an idea. Maybe I can organize some people financial thing. And then that's what I took bookkeeping courses. And I got a job from them. That's fantastic,
0: yeah. and then I see now that your daughter is in linguistics, kind of following in her mother's footsteps in some ways. <laughs> I I now see. It's
2: kind of funny, actually, because I didn't even know you were in linguistics when I went into linguistics. I hadn't, because your major was always English, and it wasn't until I got into linguistics, mom's like, oh, I did a minor linguistics. I was like, when oh did my this God. happen? I didn't <laughs> know that. So it was sort yeah. of fate.
0: Well, I think that these adventures that (coughs) we sent people on um, so many years ago changed everyone's lives Mm -hmm. in many, many different ways. Mm -hmm. And even though I know you say that you came back with more, I'm sure that, just judging by what you said about the college, that you did leave a part of yourself there as well. Oh, possibly, yeah. yeah. You
2: have a lot of books that you wrote note and so on for the oh university. yeah, I, I ended up uh, writing
1: a machine design text, text yeah That way they ended up teaching out of mm-hmm. because uh for instance, a lot of machines in Thailand are built out of wood, so I ended up adding a, a section on building machines out of wood and all the various the properties of all the Thai wood and this sort of thing to mm. to help note
0: Wow, that sounds interesting,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, I, I very much appreciate all the work that you did for us many, many years mm. ago. All those five years uh, added up to this 35 million service hours of everyone. <laughs> Actually, you did probably more than your fair share. You were a multiple offender, is what I call you.
1: <laughs> well, it took me longer to get married. Yeah. <laughs> Were you working as CUSO for five years? Well, actually, or is your term like actually, I think after for two or three years at, at CUSO, and then two I became what CUSO they call and a volunteer. and
2: you became an uh, employee, employee? Yeah,
1: actually, I was an employee of the Of The university, of the university, the university uh, yeah, but, the lab. But CUSO three. still provided like medical and, yes. and stuff, so it was kind yeah. of a Joint. I don't know, senior volunteer or whatever the, what mm-hmm. the terminology was. But
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Thank you very much for your service. Thank you very much for coming to Canada with him. And thanks for having such a bright daughter, two broad, bright daughters, and then, of course, the great food. If you guys you. were here to eat what I ate tonight, you would be licking your chops. Thank you so much for a wonderful evening Thank you) You're